Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. The Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our YouTube viewers and welcome back to all our podcast viewers as well. We've got a very special guest joining us today. We've got Matty from Buenos Aires, a special expert from Latin America, a Tottenham expert. Hello, Matty. Hello, Matty. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. No, that's fine. And it's, I've got, this is Ray in London. I've got Steve in London and Matty in Buenos Aires. Right. So we're here to talk about the, the, the six-game reign or the seven-game reign of Ryan Mason, the start of the Ryan Mason <laughs> era. Starts with a 2-1 win against Southampton. I'm going to go through the teams first, then I'm going to hand over to Matty for the stats. So the team was Lloris in goal, Serge Aurier right back, Alderweireld and Dyer the centre-backs, left back Serge uh, Reguilon, midfield of Ondembele, Hoiberg, and a middle three of Bale, Lo Celso and Son, and then Lucas up front. And no Harry Kane, he was injured. So that's the team. Uh, Matty, over to you for some match stats, please. Yes, uh, I think when to analyze this masters, uh, obviously the possession it was uh, a bit for Tottenham, 62 and 38 for Southampton. And uh, there were two different matches, I think. One in the first half and one in the second half. In, in general, Tottenham uh, could uh, shot uh, 12 times and Southampton 10, which were Three for Tottenham in goal and five for Southampton in goal. But in the first half, in the second half, sorry, Southampton could only shot once to our goal, and I think that is a great stat that describes how different was the first half to the second half. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much, Matty. Very good stats there. Uh, we'll start with the first half. I'll come to Steve, then I'll come to Matty. Steve, give us your thoughts on the lineup. Obviously, Bale is back in there. What do you think about the lineup? Any difference from uh, Jose's last lineup, other than Bale? Well, I, I mean, I think that um, it wasn't. I mean, it's, it's not a million miles away from the team Mourinho would have would have put out. I think um, he was slightly hamstrung because obviously Kane wasn't playing. He had to decide who he'd play up front. Um, and uh, he put more into that position, which I think was fair enough, um, rather than Vinicius, which I think again was w- w- was fair enough. I was I was uh, I would have liked to have seen Tanganka start, so he still had Aurea in there, um, which I'm always slightly <laughs> worried about. But I think it was not it was not a million miles away from the sort of team that Mourinho would have put out. Um, I think. Do you want me to just talk about the first half a bit, or you? Well, okay. I'm just going to just going to go to Matty yeah. about his thoughts on the lineup. Then we'll come back to you on the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Matty, what was your thoughts about the the team that Ryan Mason put out? Um, I think obviously the team wasn't that different to what we saw with Mourinho, but I also <laughs> thought that it would uh, Ryan would make some changes, thinking about uh, what we have on Sunday, and he didn't. That's surprising, but I think uh, what changed really was the idea of the players uh, on uh, being uh, in front and not set back and trying to score and trying to press, uh, although they were winning. What 
with what we know was um, Finkel. Okay, thank you for that, Matty. So, Steve, let's talk about the first half then. Um, talk us through your thoughts on the first half, how it started off, how it evolved, and how it ended. Yeah, I mean, I, I think first of all is that we all hope that the shackles would be off. We become, we would uh, sort of come rearing out onto the pitch and take the game by the scruff of the neck. And um, uh, you can't do that just by, <laughs> you know, changing from one manager's style of play to possibly another's. And we don't really know what um, Ryan Mason's style of play is going to be yet. Um, and the first half, I think, was pretty disappointing. Um, I know Matt has already referred to a game of two halves and we'll cover that later. Um, and, and frankly, we should have been one nil down within two minutes um, where Larice made a very good save. In fact, in fact, made a very good double save. I couldn't, I couldn't see how on earth that ball didn't go in. And I thought, oh, blimey, this is the same old story. So maybe we're going to get a bit of luck, um, which would be, would be great to see. Um, I think we were on the back foot for most of the um, first half. And then the inevitable um, happened, which is that Southampton got a goal, basically. And if you look at the build-up to that, um, Aurier gave away the corner because he was in the wrong position. He was facing the wrong way. He, it, at worst, it should have been a throw-in for them. But no, he got to such an angle that it ended up as a corner. And then the man he was marking, which was Ings, um, ran across and across him and then did a nice little header into um, the Spurs goal on the far post. And that was, I think, Ward-Prowse to Ings. And Ward-Prowse and Ings are very good players. There's no two ways about that. Ward-Prowse is probably one of the best dead ball specialists in the league. Um, and, um, you know, Ings is a bit of a journeyman, but he's very wise and, you know, uses his strengths um, well. So I blame Aurea for that goal, I'm afraid. Um, so, but you but, don't think that's a good striker play? That was bad defensive play? Is that what you're saying, Steve? I think it was bad defensive play to give the um, corner away in the first place unnecessarily when it, it could it didn't need to be that if he could just get to the right side of a player. And then, you know, Ings has had to run across him and get there and he sort of pushes his head sort of vaguely towards the ball. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're, a, if you're a defender playing on your toes, you should be putting more of a challenge in than that. Having said that, it's a good goal and Ings isn't a bad player. Yeah. Um, I hope that maybe we could get into the game after that, and we didn't really. I think towards the very end, we had a chance when Mora blazed over. Um, and, um, you know, I thought, I wonder how the second half is going to um, uh, uh, to develop. I think Ndombele was anonymous during that um, first half. Uh, Son couldn't keep possession, kept losing possession. I, I don't know if we had anyone playing particularly well. We were We were slow. Uh, we uh, we didn't move the ball quickly enough. We did the usual stuff of not of playing it behind players rather than in front of players. So it was very much, I would say, a Mourinho-like performance. But I still had a feeling that the players wanted to do more. Um, and obviously, we then get to the second half where it's different. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Matty, give us your thoughts on the first half and how you think you know Tottenham played, and then I will give my thoughts. Yeah, um, I agree. We we could be easily uh, zero one in that. Uh, but I think Terence is kind of uh, helped Charis because he he shots in the center of the the goal, and obviously Charis is amazing in, in that double save. But I also think uh, that in that corner uh, they have. Uh, Danis, they have Vesterdas, they have Bernard, and we only have Toby and Dyer. We have no one to to defend 
uh, aerial or set plate, and they have also uh, waterfalls that is uh, and specialist of this type of place. Okay. Yes, I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> when I saw the first half, I thought Mourinho was still in charge. I thought this is the same thing, <laughs> the same problems in defence, yeah. the same kicking, the same lack of lack of positional play. You know, even though Aurier gave away the... I think Aurier in the second half improved a bit. I think he did well. But, um, you know, I don't think... I think exactly as you said, you know, we're playing the ball in front of people rather than behind them. You know, I thought, what's going on here? But I think... Uh, I think you're right, Matty. We were lucky to only be 1-0 down at half-time. Yeah, I think it could have easily been 2 or 3-0 down. You know, there was, they've had a few chances and I think Lloris made some good saves and I think, you know, we did some last-ditch defending. So, yeah, we went in 1-0 down and then obviously Ryan must have said something to the team because they came out uh, a lot better. So, Matty, give us... How did we change in the second and half, half and what did we do better in the second half? Uh, I don't know what we do better, but... We started to dominate the game, we started to play, we could do three passes uh, together without losing the ball. That is mm -hmm. something that we didn't saw in ages. Uh, uh, associated uh, plays with playing in triangles, I think, with Oriel and Dombele, Bale, uh, trying to associate those together. And I think also a bit of luck in the first goal for Bale that the ball Falls uh, to him, yeah. Uh, and obviously, and um, also a bit of bad luck in that uh, uh, bad decision that it was. Uh, I don't want to say if it is okay or if it's wrong, but I think McCarthy hadn't any choice. He would never uh, get the ball, and I think uh, look at Mora position is. Uh, change, doesn't change anything in what the goalkeeper could do. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll come to the VAR situation and the penalty and everything. We'll discuss those incidents. Um, I think what happened in the second half, and I'll come to you in a minute, Steve, but I think Southampton started to get really tired. So two things I think key that happened. The key was that Danny Ings went off injured with the hamstring. That meant that they're up front, they didn't pose a threat really without Danny Ings. And secondly, I think they got tired. They put a lot of effort into the semi-final against Leicester. They must be deflated from that. And I think we were a bit more stronger than them. So that was good. So um, talk us through the, the, the equaliser then, Steve. Uh, and we'll talk about Bale's playing as well. But talk us through the equaliser. Well, I mean, it, it, was, um, it was a piece of class. I think, you know, Bale sort of rolled back the years. Um, and it was a lovely goal. I thought he'd missed the opportunity. Um, at first, I thought, he's coming onto his right foot. He's going to have to somehow get it onto his left, but he might just have a swing at it. Um, I thought, when he checked, I thought, oh, well, they're going to get there now. He can't do it. And if you look, there's probably three players that he has to curl the ball around, including the goalkeeper. So it was a, 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 a piece, piece of class play, um, which we really haven't, We've only seen in in small moments since Bale um, Bale came back. So that that, that was a it was a great goal, basically some pure class when there hadn't been a lot of class really. Yeah. Um, but I think that was he got that goal probably around about um, 
60 minutes, something like that. So there was still a lot of time for us to still get back in the game or indeed Southampton to come back again. And I think often, particularly maybe under Mourinho, we would, if we got one all, we'd sit back and see if we could nick it. Um, whereas we didn't, we didn't seem to do that this time. We seemed to be chasing, uh, chasing the game and pushing and pressing. Um, and I think that's reflected in the possession stats and the chances created. So it was a different, it was a different great game in the second half. But that was a great goal from Bale. Yeah. So a good equaliser from Bale. So Matty, um, do you think going back to the VAR incident, your your view is that that should not have been disallowed the Sun second goal because Lucas Moura wasn't stopping uh, McCarthy from seeing the ball. Is that your view, Matty? Yeah, yeah, that's my view as a fan. I'm not a referee. I don't know uh, the law's score, yeah. but I think Lucas Moura doesn't make any change in the play, although he's outside. I think he he doesn't uh, he he doesn't let McCarthy uh, see well what Son is going to do, but McCarthy had no chance with with that shot. Sure, Steve, what's your view on the on the VAR decision? I think um, I think it should have been disallowed. Actually, yeah. I I think that Mora was uh, impeding the view of the keeper. They were pretty much uh, in line, and so I thought I, I I wished it hadn't been disallowed. And at the time, I didn't think it was going to be. It happened very everything happens quickly. But when you look closely at the replay, I think that he was obscuring his view. So you know, I'd love it loved it to have been a goal, but I don't, I think it was fair enough to have it chalked off. I'm afraid. So I think, yeah, if it's yeah, as Matty said, we're not referees, so if that's the law, that's the law. But I think Tottenham showed a lot of heart not to be disheartened by that, and they came yeah. back and they scored the second goal. So Matty, talk us through the second goal, the winner, which it turned out to be, which was a penalty. What about the build-up on the play and everything? Talk us through that, Matty. Well, uh, the, the build-up of the play is what we haven't seen uh, that much with Mourinho and yeah, what... Yeah. What we, I think we are start to, uh, going to, to start to play like this, uh, in the future. I don't know if this six matches or what come next, but I think the, the club is going to, to be Tottenham again. Uh, and I also think that, uh, that bad luck we had on the bad decision came back, uh, or was up. Good luck in this uh, decision that was really short. It was a centimeter. If it was on in the line, if it was inside or outside, uh, the pull was full. Uh, but we had a little lot of luck that it was in the line. And, well, the penalty perfectly shot by Son. And then uh, what happened was that Tottenham didn't set back, uh, although they were uh, to one uh, with I think five six uh, minutes yep. uh, in the clock, and I I really appreciate that because I also think that the team uh, defends better in this way. We could see uh, Javier and Wings uh, working better in this way, that uh, setting back and uh, waiting for crosses and waiting for the the other team to attack us and to the uh, game to finish. Yep. Yeah, I think this is one of the things where VAR's actually done something good because the referee actually gave a free kick 
just outside the area. And then it went to VAR, and they refused it. And as Matty said, it was just on the line, and the line is part of the box, so the penalty was given. So I think that's how VAR should be working, really, to make those decisions properly there. And, um, yeah, so uh, good decision there by VAR, Steve, and a beautiful penalty by Sun. I was a bit worried about Sun because he's missed a couple, hasn't he? But uh, well, you I mean, when you when you see Kane in the stands, you know, and the the penalty's given, you immediately look look for Kane, don't you? And he's obviously yeah. he's not yeah. there. But um, I, I think I know Matty talked about luck. I sort of think that, that you know that happened because we were pressing and because yeah. we were making chances, but because yeah. we were putting pressure on the Southampton defence. Um, and Reglion was very brave because he was yeah. going to get clattered and knew he was yeah. going to get clattered. And I think if he hadn't been clattered, he'd have made, he'd have made a better shot. He might okay. have got that shot on target. So I think it was completely fair, and certainly it was it was it was a penalty. But yeah. I, I think we thank um, Reglion's bravery bravery in in putting yeah. himself into that position. Sure. And of course, we're all worried that the uh, pressure would get to uh, to Son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're paid, aren't they, to a lot of money to to deal with, with pressure. It's the sort of pressure we'd love to have, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he sent the keeper the wrong way, um, put it to the right of the keeper. You can't ask much more than that. Um, Kane would have hit the side netting. Son didn't. But that's OK. It was a goal. And yeah. we then had um, uh, maybe eight minutes to, to try and um, hold that one out. And I thought, I hope we don't sort of take it into the corner and try and and play for time. Well, we did, though, didn't we? We, we did indeed, and then that, that produced the, uh, a dire booking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, were I you, really... Well, when we went 2-1 up, were you worried that we might throw this away again and Absolutely. go back to 2-2? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Spurs can be 3-1 up, yeah. 4-1 up, and we still, yeah. you're still worried. Sure, um, sure. And I still yeah. always think the best way to defend is to attack. You know, yeah. if you get a third uh, goal, yeah. it puts everything to bed, and um, the other team know they're not going to get back into the game. It only takes a second to score a goal. I mean, look at what we did in against Ajax. You know that yeah. always uh, it can always come back to bite you. But we yeah. luckily we were okay and we did we played it out. That was good. Okay, okay. Let's go to some. Uh, I wanted you to talk about some performances of players now. So, uh, Matty, talk us through Gareth Bale's performance. What's your analysis of Bale's performance? Well, uh, I think uh, he had uh, some. A good moment, uh, the goal, he had a great pass, uh, I think it was for Lucas Moura. Um, and I think, uh, well, thinking on Sunday's match, I think he will be a very important uh, player in that match because we know what he does on finals and I think uh, he should be part of the team. I don't know if in the starting uh, 11 or then uh, in the second half enter, uh, I don't know, half an hour, but he should be involved in that match and should be one of our uh, players in which we, uh, in which we, uh, in which we believe in, in yeah. that final. Yeah. One of our starting players. Okay, great. Thank you, Matty. Um, uh, Steve, let me ask you about another player, Sergei Regulon. I personally think he had a very good game today. I want to get your views on how you think Regulon did today. I think his first-half performance was a wee bit worrying. 
Uh, I think he gave the ball away once um, and he should have intercepted the ball and gave them a clear chance. Um, having said that, he got us the penalty, didn't he? By his bravery and his pace. And he was a different player, I think, in the second half. He was sort of rampaging up and down that left wing. When he got the ball, partly you weren't quite sure where it was going to go. But, you know, generally it was positive and we were coming forward. So I think he played very well. I, I, I'm not sure about him ultimately defensively. Yeah. Um, but when, when you press and when you push forward, um, it means your defenders aren't going to make mistakes on the edge of their own penalty area. They can make mistakes somewhere else. Exactly. You know, you said about Aurea having a better game than he has done. Well, that's it's certainly in the second half. Um, again, that's because he wasn't under the same level of pressure he was in the first half. You know, he doesn't have to make difficult decisions. He's, he can push the ball forward and keep going forward. And Reguilon, I think Reguilon did, did that much more effectively than Aurea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think Reguilon was putting earlier crosses in than he would mm. normally, rather than constantly recycling the ball. And we were getting the ball into the danger area, which is, is the penalty area, ultimately. And um, yeah. he was very good at that. I thought he played very well. OK, good. Um, I want to talk about very quickly about... Uh... Uh, who did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about Eric Dyer. Now, Eric Dyer gets a lot of bad press for people that Dyer, this, Dyer, that. But today, I think he had a steady game. I mean, he wasn't brilliant, but I think he was steady. He didn't make too many misplaced passes. He was in the right place at the right time. He was heading the ball well. So, you know, hands up to Derek Dyer. I think he's improved from his previous performance. Although Steve may say that's not very difficult. But <laughs> he's actually, he's, 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 he has improved from his previous performance. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, I want to, so Matty, we have a section in the show where we call takeaway. So, which is basically what is your main, what are the thing you take away from the match? So let me come to you, Matty. What's your main takeaway from this match? What, what feeling are you going to take away from this match? What did you think? Uh, I think, uh, Ryan Mason, I'm really happy, uh, for him to, to be a manager after what he had passed in the last years. Uh, not only as, a professional career as a person to to be the manager of the first team only being 29 yeah. uh, and to have uh, six matches and the like, Carabao Cup final I think uh, he I'm really happy for him. Good, very good. Um, Steve, what's your main takeaway? Well, I think. Uh, I, um, it's 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 cemented Gareth Bale as a starter. Um, particularly for the final and maybe in, in, in more games. You wonder what the uh, configuration of the team would have been if Kane was fit. But I think Kane has, uh, sorry, um, that, that Bale has now played himself into the starting position in the team, particularly for the, uh, for the cup final. I think that's I think, my main, my main takeaway from that. I'm going back to your question. If Kane had been fit, it would have been Kane for more a swap straight. Yeah. That would be yeah. the difference. My main takeaway, actually, is that we can actually see out a lead now. 2-1 up with eight minutes to go. <laughs> we can actually protect the lead. So I'm very happy about that. You know, these things become a habit. You know, when you start protecting yeah. leads, you become used to doing it. So I'm hoping this is going to be a habit for us now. So the next thing I want to do very quickly, a couple of things before we finish. Matty, can we make top four or not? Now, before you tell me the answer, the remaining games we have, Sheffield United at home, Aston Villa at home, Wolves at home, then Leicester away and Leeds away. Those are the games we have. Can we make top four, Matty? What do you think? Uh, really difficult. Uh, I think we have the opportunity to get the, the fifth 
and maybe Manchester City winning the, the Champions League. And but I think it's really difficult to do top four. And well, all all my wishes are on uh, today's Sunday's final, okay. uh, the Sunday's final, um, that I think is more possible than uh, the top four. That is really difficult. So you don't think we can get top four, Steve? What do you think? Well, what I would do is I'd swap the League Cup for a place in the Champions League, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's not likely, but I think it's possible. Yeah. Because after, I mean, even Man City are playing in a sort of strange way. I don't know what yeah. the score is against Aston Villa. I think they're playing now. But yeah, they did go one down. You wouldn't one, one, it, was, it was 1-1 one, one when I started the yeah. podcast, yeah. But I think that they, you know, they, they, they're not... They're vulnerable. Um, I don't know how long Kevin De Bruyne's out for as well, which I think is a key player. Well, Chelsea's uh, shown they can be beaten if you play a high absolutely. line. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely they can be. And the others are dropping points as well. So I think it's a possibility, but unlikely. Okay. Um, my view is very simple. Steve always takes the, takes the thunder away from me. I think it's possible, absolutely. but unlikely yeah. as well. But the, I think it's good because West Ham and Chelsea are playing each other this week, so one of them's got to drop points. We've got Sheffield United at home. I think if we can beat Sheffield United, it at least gives us a little sniff at it, you know. And if we've actually got a real chance, then they might up their performances. The hardest match is going to be Leicester away because I think Leeds yeah. always give you a chance. Leicester, But if Leicester are qualified or whatever by then, they may not be motivated. So I still think it's a possibility, but it's going to be very, very difficult. So the last thing now, before we finish the podcast, I want to get your predictions for Sunday. So, Matty, I'm going to come to you first. Give me a prediction for Sunday, please. Um, um, taking into account that Guardiola said that uh, the goalkeeper would be Stephen, that Kevin Ryan is not uh, 100% uh, sure that he will play. I have some, I believe in Tottenham, but uh, if we win, it would be a really tough game. And I don't know, 1-0 or 2-1, but really tough. And maybe being uh, kind of moving, like we we won 2 nil in at home. Yeah. Maybe similar yeah. to that match. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go next. So I've got two predictions. If Harry Kane plays, then I think we're going to win 2-1. If Harry Kane doesn't play, I think we'll lose 3-1. That's my prediction. Steve, over to you. I feel, strangely enough, I feel quite positive. Um, I think, is very strange for you, isn't it? You're it not is, yeah, the harpenter of doom, you are. I think with or without Kane, we're going to win 2-1. Okay. And the winning goal will be an overhead bicycle kick by Bale from a corner. There you go. You heard it here that, Yeah, I heard it there first, yes. yes. <laughs> I heard it there first, yes. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Yeah. Listen, guys, thank you very much. This is Ray from the Spurs 9501 podcast. Thanks to our YouTube subscribers. Please also subscribe to Matty. Matty, do you want to tell the viewers about your channel so they can subscribe to that? Yes. Uh, well, it's in, in Spanish, and I don't know if you want to understand what we say, but it's Londres Blanco, that is a translation of White London uh, in YouTube, and you can find that. We'll put the we'll put the link to in the description. We'll put the the link to Matty's channel so you can subscribe to the any Spanish viewers we have. They can subscribe to that. So uh, it's goodbye from Ray in London, Steve. And good goodbye from Steve in London. 
and Matty. And goodbye from Matthias uh, from One Point. And you're gonna, Matty, you're gonna give us a come on you Spurs, Matty. Come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Steve. Come on you Spurs. No, you meant to say come on you Lily Whites, aren't you? Oh, I am, yeah. I'll remember that in the future. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks very much, everybody. Cheers. Bye bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.